Amen? So today, Pastor asked me to talk about church covenants. So church covenants, so if you're making a note, just write church covenants. Um, so first I want to start, it's two powerful words, church covenants. So we know that as a church, we are the church, amen? So it's the people are the church, okay? So we're the, um, identified as the body of Christ. And a covenant, we know, obviously from a legal perspective, I'll describe the definition. So you have covenants and you have contracts. They sound similar, but they're different because a contract has... Um, conditions for both parties or one party. A covenant hasn't got any conditions. Amen? Contracts have an end date. Covenants don't end. Or it's until life, or especially when it's covenants with God, they never end. Amen? So I did a bit of research on this, and I said, what? Church covenants? I've, I've never really heard people talk about their churches have covenants. So I looked into it, looked into it after I read the book, the pages pastor showed me, and I noticed that a lot of churches have church covenants. So in some churches, you know, in, with some people, some Christians, it's controversial because they say, why do we need a covenant? We don't need church covenants. The Bible doesn't mention church covenants, amen? And some of you may be thinking the same thing. Like, why is Mary talking about church covenants? The Bible, what part in the New Testament did, did I miss that out? Is it a special book that Paul wrote about, about church covenants? And you're all right if you're thinking that the Bible doesn't mention church covenants explicitly. But then again, the Bible doesn't mention marriage certificates explicitly. And the Bible doesn't mention wedding rings explicitly. But as believers, those are things that we do also. So then why is it that we can't have a church covenant? Amen? So the Bible doesn't have to mention it for us not to consider it. Amen? Amen. So we have to remember that when we look at, we go all the way back. So if you look at, go back say, to, the, um, to Genesis, you know, Genesis 1.27, God said, let us make man in our image. Now, the God that we serve, sometimes we say the words when we sing, but we don't listen to the words. So there's a song that we normally sing, say, covenant-keeping God. You know, our God is a God that makes covenants and keeps covenants. He doesn't break covenants. And that's evident because even if you look at Lucifer, God made him, right? He made him with gifts. He blessed him. And when he turned on God, God didn't take away. God never takes away what he gives you. But one day you answer for the way in which you use that gift that he's given you. Amen? So God made Adam. He made Adam to be great. He said, be fruitful and multiply. And when Adam sinned, God didn't take that ability off him from him. God still left it with him. So, so many of us, God has made covenants with us personally. But if we look into the Bible, like I said, so God is a covenant keeping and making God. And so therefore, if we're made in the image of God, we too can be people of covenants. We can make covenants and we can keep covenants. We shouldn't break covenants. So for example, if you look at where the Bible says, you know, Jesus says, God says, I hate divorce because marriage is a covenant. And therefore, when you enter a covenant, it's for life. Because you listen to the vows that people say, till death do us part. That means you're not breaking that covenant. The only thing that can break it is the power of death. Because remember, Jesus said, in heaven, there is no such thing as marriage. Your covenant is with God after death. You fellowship with God. You're there. Amen? Amen? Are you guys with me? 
Amen. So like I said, so our God is a covenant-making and keeping God. He made us in his image according to Genesis 1.27. So it's natural for us to make covenants with one another and also with God. You'll find several instances of covenants made between men and also between God and men. Amen? So just a few. So I'm just talking about covenants and why it's important, okay? Especially church covenants. So if we look at Abraham, we all know Abraham, amen? Do you know Brother Abraham? He was a friend of God. So Genesis 12, verses 1 to 3. Genesis 12, verses 1 to 3. This is what an example of one of the covenants God made with Abraham. Are you all there? The Lord had said to Abraham, so even look, this was before God changed his name. This was when Abraham was in his form, the way in which his mother birthed him. So it goes to show that it doesn't matter how or where you are in life, God will make a covenant with you and keep it. Amen? The Lord said to Abraham, leave your native country, your relatives, and your father's family, and go to the land that I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous, and you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. All the families on earth will be blessed through you. Amen? That was a covenant of blessings that God made with Abraham. And God kept that blessing. We even were blessed from that because it says all the families on earth will be blessed through you. So that's the covenant that God has with us indirectly through Abraham. Amen? We also see that God made another covenant with Abraham in... um, Genesis 22, verses 16 to 18. Genesis 22, verses 16 to 18. It says, this is what the Lord says. Because you have obeyed me and have not withheld even your son, your only son, I swear by my own name that I would certainly bless you. I will multiply your descendants beyond number, like the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore. Your descendants will, be con- will conquer the cities of their enemies. And, though, and through your descendants, all the nations of the earth will be blessed, all because you have obeyed me. So that's a covenant that God made of a promised son, of an offspring. So as we see, no matter what, and in here, Abraham obeyed God, and God renewed. He made a new covenant with him. And again, the nations of the earth, us, were blessed through that. Amen? We see also... In, in um, Exodus, God makes a covenant with Moses and the Israelites. So in the book of Exodus, we see that after God took the people out of Egypt, he made a covenant with them. He made several covenants with them. We have the commandments, and we have other things as well. Amen? One covenant that stands out to me, an example of one that was made between men, between men or between women, is um, Ruth's covenant to Naomi. So this is just an example of, you know, I'm, I'm going to get there in the end, is in church covenants, but this is an example of man make, men making covenants, women making covenants. So if you look at Ruth 1, verses 16 to 17, so we know the story of Naomi, and obviously we know that she said to her, her, her daughters-in-laws that they should just leave her and go off and go and marry elsewhere because they were still young. Her kids had died, her children had died. But Ruth, the other daughter-in-law, said... Don't ask me to leave you and turn back. Amen? Wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you live, I will live. 
Your people will be my people, and your God will be my God. Wherever you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. May the Lord punish me severely if I allow anything but death to separate us. Amen? So this is an example of individuals, men, humans, making covenants with each other. Ruth gave her life for Naomi, gave her life. Wherever you die, I'll die. How many of us will say that to this day? How many of us will make a covenant with each other? Even the married people, you know, you say, till death do you part. But when death comes, are you protecting your spouse or are you protecting yourself? It's a natural instinct. Amen? Amen? Amen. So we also have um, God's covenant with David. Um, God made covenants with David. We know that, um, you know, he made a covenant with David that, you know, his house will forever sit on the throne. He made a covenant with David that his son will build the temple, you know. And God is faithful to his covenants. Because David is a perfect example. God said he was a man after his own heart. And David was a murderer. He was an adulteress. Amen? He was a killer. But that didn't stop God from calling him a man after his own heart. God still loved him. Amen? God loved David. All the covenants that you have given examples of here, there's one thing that's evident, and it's love. Regardless if it's between man and God or man and man. Amen? Um, looking at some covenants in the New Testament. So that's the Old Testament. And the New Testament, you see this is evident more so. So we've got, we all should know this, Matthew 26, 28. Return to Brother Matthew after brother Malachi 26 verse 28 are you all there I'll start at the latter end of um, verse 27 each of you drink from it so 28 this is what Jesus said for this is my blood which confirms the covenant between God and his people it is poured out as a sacrifice to forgive the sins of many. Amen? That's a covenant that Jesus made. The blood, we say it every time we have um, communion, and we'll talk about this. You know, we have Pastor Aminia will read the scriptures and explain it a bit more. The blood is the new and everlasting covenant. For those who are from, like, obviously, I'm African, yes. You know, but for like my parents or the elder generation who grew up back home who are familiar with blood ties, those are covenants. You have, what, 17-year-olds. For the young people, you have back home, say, 16, 12, whatever age, under 20s, or even in the 20s who don't understand the power of word. Because remember, the Bible says, death and life and the power of the tongue. These people will make blood covenants where they'll prick each other and the bloods will rub and they will say things such as, you know, for as long as we both shall live, you know, we'll forever be together. And then many years later, they would have forgotten. And then this person goes overseas, this person's back home. But you find that those two people can never hold down a relationship because they forgot that they'd made a covenant many years ago. And that has to be broken. Amen. So it's really important. Covenants are really important. Amen? And that's why I feel that as a church, we should have a covenant. And I'll come to that a bit more. Okay? So we also have the covenant of the church. We've got Matthew 16, um, verses 17 to 19. Matthew 16, verses 17 to 19. 
So this is right after Jesus asked his disciples, who do you say I am? And Peter, through the boldness of the Holy Spirit, said who Jesus was. You are, you know, Jesus Christ, the son of the ever-living God. And Jesus said, you are blessed, Simon, son of John, because my Father in heaven has revealed this to you. You did not learn this from any human being. Now I say to you that you are Peter. Amen? Which means rock. And upon this rock I will build my church, and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. Amen? And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven, and whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. This is the covenant that Jesus made with the church, us. So even before he accomplished his purpose here on earth, he made a covenant with the church. So why can't the church make a covenant with God back? Amen? Amen? Amen. So Jesus made a covenant. He said, this church that we're here right now, so the people, not the building, is built on the rock, on that word that Peter said, you know, that Jesus is the Christ. And indeed, the gates of hell should not prevail through that name. That door, that name is a barrier. Amen? That whatsoever we, the church, are going through, we shall overcome because of that name. Amen? Amen. Okay. So just a few more. So we've got the church in the book of Acts, the whole book of Acts, the early day church, we see that how the church functioned, okay? So that should give us an example of, well, the church did it, the early day church in the book of Acts. We too can do it. They sat together. They ate together. They put, it wasn't written. Bear in mind, Paul, nobody told them to do this, but they did it together. They broke bread together. They gave their money together. They sold their possessions because they had one goal, one purpose. They had one vision, which was they were followers of the way. They were believers of Christ. And so therefore, they did everything together in unity. And that's how the church was able to grow. Do you think if there wasn't unity in the book of Acts, the church would have grown and expanded like that? No. So it goes to show that when we, the church, a collective of people, followers of Christ, come together with one mind, and it goes all the way back as well to Tower of Babel, where God said, behold, the people are one. Where there's unity, there is power. And the early day church saw this. They did everything together. When there was confusion, it was stumped out quickly. Amen? And there are, if you read the book of Acts, you'll see that there were certain flaws. No church is perfect, but it's about sticking together even through the rough times. Amen? Amen? Are you guys with me? Amen. Okay. So other covenants we have as well, examples, we've got um, the tribulation, 2 Thessalonians 2, verses 1 to 4. I won't read it. So 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 1 to 4. It's about the tribulation. That's the covenant. It's telling you of things to come. The kingdom and the millennium, the new age, Revelations chapter 20. And then you've got Revelations 21, the new heaven and the new earth in Revelations 21. So that's a, new, that's a covenant that God is making with his people, us. That's something we look at when we're going through our trials. And sometimes when you feel like, you know, is it worth it, this Christianity thing? Is it worth it? And you read the scriptures and then you read Revelations 21 and you say, wow, so much negativity is going on right now. But behold, I make all things new. At the end, God will make all things new. And that is a covenant that God is making with us. That no matter what struggles you're going through right now, there is hope that God will see you through. Amen?